Johnson. Perez. Johnny Evans. What a header. Oh, what an absolute cracker from Harvey Barnes. Oh, there's magic in that right boot. You're listening to Extra Time, live on LCFC Radio. Your place for all the reaction to the weekend's football. Yes, welcome along to Extra Time here on LCFC Radio after yet another Leicester City away win. It really has been a fantastic campaign so far for Brendan Rodgers and his side. Newcastle United, the latest team, uh, to lose at home to the Foxes. Coming up on Extra Time this evening, we'll hear from Brendan Rodgers, from James Madison and Mark Albrighton. We'll have a few of our Extra Time teasers, which I know Matt Elliott and Steve Walsh are very excited for. Uh, We'll also look at the FA Cup game with Stoke coming up and Leicester City's aims for 2021 and what they can achieve in the year. Which brings me nicely on to saying Happy New Year to everybody watching and listening and and Happy New Year to you three gentlemen as well. Our guests this evening, I've already referenced two of them. Walshie and Matty is joined by Tony Cotty at home as well. Good evening, Tony. Happy New Year. Happy Happy New Year, Tony. All the best to you, mate. How are we all? I mean, we saw you yesterday. Yeah, you know. I'm pretty much the same as I was yesterday, yeah. yeah. We'll go to someone else <laughs> if we've not. spirits there. You've yeah. got to be in a good mood, don't you? you got to set off the new year uh, in style, of course. So it was great. Great weekend with, uh, with the, the three points. And like you say, um, the most away points in the league now. 22 points, is it? 22? From 27, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, Tony, it was a happy new year for, for Leicester. A happy new year for West Ham as well, which I'm sure pleased you. It, absolutely, Dan. Yeah, good result for the Hammers. Uh, I think it was Friday night, was it? Lose track of the days, don't you, over the Christmas New Year period. But I watched the game yesterday and uh, it was a fantastic performance. A little bit quiet in the first half, but second half dominated the game and uh, another fantastic three points. Absolutely. I think this time last year we, we were speaking on Extra Time about Leicester beating Newcastle in the opening day of 2020 away yeah. from home. They've done the same again, the, the opening day of or the, the first game rather of, of 2021 and it couldn't have gone any better I suppose they could have kept a clean sheet in the end but it was three points and that's all that matters yeah well, it wasn't the most scintillating of games was it but uh, overall I think it was about the right result really Leicester got what they deserved always had the edge didn't they and I think you know the but Newcastle sort of set up to try and nullify the opposition even at home especially when they come up against a team with the calibre of Leicester and it was a matter of sort of Leicester getting into their stride at some stage within the game. They threatened to in the very early stages and that that got snuffed out a little bit because a little bit of a, a, an adaptation by Newcastle um, stopped James Madison getting on the ball as much. But uh, sooner or later, something was going to open up for them, wasn't it? And you always felt Leicester had the more potential. When the opportunities came, they were, they were pretty ruthless, really, because there weren't a hatful of chances throughout the game. Uh, in its entirety, neither keeper was overworked, but you know, moments of quality, it might have been few and far between, but they came predominantly from the away team, and uh, I think it was a, a justified result all round. If you're listening or watching in on social media, do get involved with the show in the comments section. Ray Truman says, hello you blue boys, uh, hello to you as well, Ray. Uh, I'm sure Ray is, is as happy as any Leicester fan, including you, Walshy. Absolutely, you've got to be. And um, you know, When I looked at the team again, it was a strong team. Um, compared to, uh, to the Crystal Palace game, a big difference in, in that set out. And uh, they had to be patient, did Leicester. And uh, I thought they managed the game very, very well um, when teams set up like this. And I can understand why Bruce, uh, you know, played this way. He, he was he was scared, really, in a sense of so many threats came 
to him, you know, with pace and uh, that creativity. So he had to set up like he did, and um, it's worked for him a couple of times before. But uh, like I say, Leicester they kept patient, and for me, there was only going to be one winner. They just needed that opener, needed Newcastle then to change their tactics, and um, and so it, it panned out a better game in the second half. But um, you know, Leicester could have been out of sight and uh, and fully deserved the three points. Yeah, I think it's important, Tony, isn't it, when you're playing against a side like Newcastle that do like to sit in, getting that opening goal, as, as Walsh referenced there, is so vital, isn't it? And, and Leicester were patient. They waited until the second half to do so. Yeah, and I, I think you have to when you go to Newcastle, Dan. It's a tough place to go. You know, we've, we've all been in that situation. I know the fans aren't there, which would have made a difference, but, you know, it's, a tough, it's always a tough place to go. Let's not forget this is the team that, that drew it home to Liverpool, isn't it? You know, could say a bit fortunately, but they still grinded out a nil-nil draw. So, you know, I think that when you get these games, it's important just to be patient and, and just to wait for the right openings. And unless they've done that, they wasn't at their best in the first half. You know, the, the first sort of five, ten minutes, it looked like they was going to really push on. And then it all went a little bit flat. But once they got into that second half, it, it was it was a fantastic opening goal as well. You know, great vision from from Jamie, really. Once he got into the box, good, good skill, like, you know, for the defenders' legs and it just rolled, rolled the ball back to James and it was a wonderful strike and you know I, I, I agree with the boys I think once that goal went in I, I, I never felt there was going to be any other outcome other than a Leicester win Yeah they, they had to ride their luck a little at the end Tony I, I say ride their luck Newcastle had a few moments it was probably nervier for Leicester than what they were expecting it to be with 10 minutes to go yeah, but that's what happens when Andy Carroll comes on, Dan. And, you know, listen, I've seen an awful lot of Andy Carroll. And, you know, when he's fit and, and you know, rearing to go, he's, he's one of the most effective players. I'm sure the two boys in the studio wouldn't really have liked playing along uh, against him because he's a tough lad. He's good in the air. And you can see he's got good feet as well. It was, it was a really good goal from Andy Carroll. Once that goal went in, it did put Leicester under pressure. And you knew that they was going to have to defend. But, you know, it was a good switch from the manager. So Unchu came on as well, didn't he? Just to, you know... Uh, um, sort of harden up the back three if you want, make it more difficult for Newcastle. And, um, you know, I, I thought that was the right decision as well. So good managing from Brendan Rodgers. But, yeah, when, when Andy Carroll comes on the field of play, you've got to be on your game. And, you, you know, they're, they're all, he's always going to cause problems. If not for himself, he's going to, you know, going to get other people in a good position. So, you know, Leicester, I, I felt they defended really well in that last 10 minutes or so. It's an interesting point that the Tony makes there about Andy Carroll. It's not just his threat that when he comes on, you're worried about him. It's about... For example, if he takes two defenders with him, then someone else is probably going to be free. Yeah. Well, it's bound to happen at that stage. You know, the Newcastle home team, 2 0 down, haven't really put up too much of a fight. You know, yes, there was resistance, but they didn't threaten Michael often enough, did they, in, in general play? And, and, and it was a change of tact as well. You know, it's not just Carroll who's in the mix as well, you, Wilson, um, you know, and it, they were more direct. They were putting Leicester under pressure, and it, it's. It's difficult to deal with. I mean, the goal wasn't sort of, you know, a, well, it was a decent strike from, from Carroll, of course, but you're expecting him to be in the mix, in the blood and thunder, you know, when the ball was directly coming in. But a little bit of, you could say, uh, perhaps it was the fact that Carroll was, you know, in and around the vicinity that Fafana and uh, Castagna sort of a little bit of lack of communication there. They, they both went for the ball, Castagna got the header and, but not any great purchase on it. It's fallen to Carroll. Someone should be sniffing around, doing the bits. But having said that, they're thinking Carroll's going to be charging onto the onto the end of the cross rather than hanging out for waiting for the bits and pieces. So it wasn't a you know a, an orthodox Carroll 
Carol Gold, was it? But uh, just his presence alone, yeah, puts the cats amongst the pigeons. He, he was bit. sent on Matt to cause some trouble, yeah, yeah, trouble course, which yeah. which he would be at, at this stage of his career. And we know, going back in time, where I, I just think that the matchup Johnny Evans, as a you know an experienced player, should have known what the threat was really and took him himself. I, I'd have took him out, you know, man for man, I'd have gone with it, him. I think and if he's well, they're set up in a certain way, they are, aren't they? They, they, are, they probably don't. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's a lot of it's zonal marking, a lot of it, but not on, on a free kick like that. It was it was a silly free kick to give away in the first place. I think it was Justin, was yeah. it, who got booked. And um, and, it, and it immediately yeah. just put us on the back foot. And it's another goal we conceded to a, a set piece, if, if, if you will. But, you know, it's something we've got to work out. And, uh, you know, if I was captain there, I know from... Just Andy Carroll, he's an experienced, you know, stalwart where he's a threat in that position. Yeah. And, and I think if you just go, man, you know, Johnny Evans, but, you lot, you rest of you mark up, I'll take him out of the game because they're going to play it into him. Um, although, you know, that one <laughs> well, didn't. The, but exactly, that's the thing. You, you wouldn't have expected Carroll to pull out. Like no, that. that's he's right. A, yeah, but I still think... 50 chance falling to him. I but. still think he wouldn't have been left in that... Uh, position if if you know the experience yeah. uh, would have marked him, but see it's all right saying that now it's, it's easy. But uh, they defended chair. pretty well, did Leicester overall. Um, I, I still don't like that zonal marking. I think it's uh, you see it week in week out with other clubs as well. It just does you know it just lets somebody take a run at you and and you've got a standing jump. You're never going to win it, and, and we're conceding goals by that. And I, and I I just um, I just don't get that. But still you know. The, the, there's them high lines that we, that, you know, you see Man City yesterday, how high they, uh, you know, push their line up on a free kick and it's a different game now. But I, I still believe that, you know, I think three players, your biggest players, have got to marry up with the, the three opposite um, big players for me and the rest can zone or mark, you know, and then you, maybe you will have someone like in our days who is free and go and attack the ball wherever it goes. Yeah. You know, and then you know you eliminate um, mistakes in that in that sense. But still, you know, uh, we're we're learning, but we're learning the hard way sometimes. And I think we could, you know, this could be, um, you know, they, they obviously work on stuff with Brendan, and um, but it's just you know that consistency of losing goals. What is it, eight or nine we've conceded from set pieces this season? Um, so it, obviously they'll be looking at it and trying to eliminate it. You know, indeed, is we've got some big lads in that team. We and we also should be a threat in their box now you know in the in, in the opposition's box with the size of you know Fafana Evans uh, Ndidi uh, Soyuncu now back in back in the fold so it, it's it's interesting and we should we should be scoring more goals from set pieces you know I don't think we've scored any uh, at all no. from a set piece th uh, this season so you know uh, it, it, like I say I'm, I'm not uh, criticising I'm just pointing out what is fact and um, I'd like to see it showed up um, a lot stronger, but uh, don't forget we, you know, that there's games when we've seen it out this season where we defended terrifically well, and um, it's just a shame that, that these odd goals that, that they keep, you know, adding up now. But I think just real quickly on that, Andy, yeah. just generally that that aside, a little bit of a mix-up, but generally I think Leicester did defend quite well yesterday. They just stuffed it out, no real clear-cut chances. Well, a couple of balls fizzed across. Michael wasn't called into action, and they dealt with Carroll in general play. Evans and Fafana in particular. 
Yeah, uh, good evening to Craig Bennett. He's listening in on Facebook, one of our regular uh, listeners. He says, hope you're all well. Amazing goals by Madison and Tielemans. Brian Roberts says, happy new year, lads. Happy new year to you, Brian. Uh, Chris Jones says, a very solid performance at the weekend for a hard-earned three points. And Jamie Preston says, evening all. Good three points on Sunday. Albrighton was outstanding. Uh, he's someone that, that's come into the fold, Tony, Mark Albrighton, in recent weeks and, and looked really good. And, and obviously he helped create that second goal for Yuri Tielemans. Yeah, and it was a great ball as well, wasn't it? A nice pace on the ball. I mean, I don't want to take anything away from Tiedemans because it was a very difficult finish the way he had to curl it round the defender and get it inside the keeper and the post. It was a wonderful finish. But it does help as a as a striker or an attacking midfielder if there's a nice weight on the ball because sometimes I get so frustrated nowadays watching some of the players, they smash the ball at the other player and expect him to hit it first time. But you don't get that with all Brighton. He seems to understand the game. And it was a lovely weighty passing. But I'm not surprised, Dan. I, I was at Tottenham, as you know, a couple of weeks ago, and I was singing his praises, his work rate, what he gives to the team. He gives a real good balance, you know, on the right-hand side, or he can go over to the left, whatever, he can swap with Harvey. You know, he, he can give you the balance for the team for both sides. And you, you get the work rate, you get the creativity. There's not too many people, uh, you know, better at putting crosses in when he gets in a crossing position. And above all else, you get consistency with him. You know, he's one of those players. He must be a manager's dream. You know, he never moans. If he don't play, he don't, he's not banging on the door, going to the papers, never moans about it. And when he does play, you get a 7 or 8 out of 10 as a guarantee from him. And that's exactly what you get. So I'm not surprised at all. And I'm really pleased he's back in the team because he does give Leicester something different. Yeah, he does. And his delivery into the box we've known for years and years has been so good. And I think everyone remembers, obviously, in the title-winning season, the amount of balls he used to play for Jamie Vardy, even after that, of course. He's changed his game slightly, would you say, since then? And you thought maybe he would have crossed that ball, but he looked up and he saw Yuri Tielemans on the edge of the box and pulled it back. As Tony said, the weight on it was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, possibly. I think uh, he's not one of those wide players that's going to go skipping past the fullback too often. He might manufacture it with a little give and a go and you know, draw in the challenge and, and then be able to whip balls in. But he's, he can deliver from like wide out on the touchline you know puts a nice arc on the cross um that's something sort of almost a trademark of his uh from his earlier days in his career he still has that capability but as you mentioned there i think yeah, he's developed his role really it, you know in different areas his understanding with vardy is quite obvious and you know tried and, and, and trusted um the manager will recognize that he he sometimes plays the ball blind because he, he knows that vardy is likely to be on that on that run in behind and uh, it doesn't always come off but you see them have a little wave of acknowledgement between them and say oh, good effort it was my fault I was a bit slow or out, out of the blocks etc or vice versa the ball might have been too heavy but they're looking for that um, and I, I always like it when uh, the wingers or stroke uh, attacking fullbacks they've got that capability to vary their crosses you know even if they like I say we talk about the, the drifting ball in that that he can play in certain circumstances, he can visit across, um, but he is very adept at that pullback and, and being aware of players making runs from deep, um, attacking midfielders, as Tony mentioned there, because it's so hard to defend because you, nine times out of ten, you're running towards your own goal as a defender and you're expecting the ball in a certain zone, stroke area, but all of a sudden someone's got a little bit of ingenuity about their play and they have a look up and they give it the eyes and they dupe you into going to the near post, pull it back. You, nothing you can do. And as a midfield 
defensive player, it's hard to track someone who's busting the gut to get forward and get the wrong side of them. And uh, that, that was the case. The midfield pairing of Shelby and Longstaff couldn't handle the thrust of uh, Tillemans' run and Madison. Um, and, you know, they got lost, had the space and time to... OK, it was a first-time finish, but he, he picked his spot. And that was largely down to their efforts, but also the quality of Albright's play. And, yeah, totally understandable that he's playing. And, and Tony mentions the right word, balance, throughout the team. Leicester have got that at the moment. Well, let's hear from the man himself then. Mark Albrighton <clears throat> spoke after that win uh, in Newcastle yesterday. <clears throat> yeah, it was, yeah. Um, obviously, first half, we, uh, we had a lot of the ball. Didn't really create too much, but... We, we stuck in there and, and second half we, t we got the two goals and we was comfortable for parts but obviously we've, we've shown the other side last, last 10 minutes as well when they score, we, we've shown the other side that we can fight as well so we've shown all, all kinds of, uh, of our game today which is, which is pleasing. Both goals were, were free-flowing counter-attacks weren't they? That's, that, is that Leicester City at their very best? Um, yeah, I think so. Obviously we, we like to think we've got the other side of it as well but we, we've always got that in our armour, the, the counter-attack. We... We like to win the ball as high up as possible and, um, and, and then hurt teams on that counter. So I think that proved today uh, how, how effective we was doing that. And it must be nice when you've got players like Yuri, like James, who can finish ultimately the moves like they did today. Yeah, definitely. They're, they're great strikers of the ball. So um, anywhere around, around the 18-yard box, you, you, you trust that, that they'll at least make the, the keeper work. And today it was uh, two fantastic precision finishes. You've been at Leicester for, for a long time. You've, you've had such great highs like the title win, but how nice is it, how fun is it playing in this particular team right now? Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying my time at the minute. Um, the, the group that we've got here is, is fantastic. The facilities now are, um, are second to none. Um, it's got everything in place to, to move forward and, and we are moving forward every single season. We're, we're, um, we're making strides and... Um, I, I'm enjoying every minute of it, so uh, long, long may it continue. And 10 Premier League wins already. It's a, it's a fantastic, it's not even the start to the season anymore, but it's, a, it's pretty good going, isn't it? It is, yeah. Um, obviously, the other side of it that we, we want to work on, the, the teams uh, that we feel we should be beating, we, we, need, to, we need to do more to, to, to get the results against them. But, um, yeah, like you say, on the road at the minute, we're... We're really playing well and, and getting some fantastic results. And just one point behind Liverpool and Manchester United now. Do you think you you really can push them as, as the season goes on? Um, I think we, we've looked at it um, from early on in the season and, and it's going to keep changing and changing and changing. Uh, the first to, to probably down to six, seven, eight. It's, it's going to keep keep fluctuating. The, the, the teams are going to be moving up and down. And I think we've just got to focus on us and um, we'll see where we are come the end. Mark Albrighton there speaking after the win at Newcastle to our uh, LCFC radio commentator Chris Parrott. Uh, from one midfielder to another one now, uh, James Madison has now been directly involved in 29 Premier League goals for Leicester. That's 17 goals and 12 assists. It's the most by any English midfielder since the start of the 2018-19 season when James Madison joined the Foxes. So that's a, a very impressive statistic. It is a good start, yeah. I uh, didn't realise that myself. But it, you know what you get with, with Madison? It, it, that creativity that cleverness that thing that pass that he sees that some other players don't see um, 
you know, and uh, I, I was worried yesterday when he, he had a little hyperflex of the knee, I think, Matt. Did you yeah. see that? Uh, it did look it was like it was very close. While, it? That yeah. was very, I'm just, you're talking an inch away from being a bad injury. Yeah. We, we know Literally. what we're talking about when you talk about hyperflexion you, of your you knee. It's going the opposite way. I've, I've, not had hyper, I've not had that. Uh, mine was just, uh, you know, an ACL, which is totally different. Right. Hyperflexion is your, is your knee going backwards, really, in, in a sense. And um, that was very close to a bad injury. And, and uh, I was really pleased. Pleased uh, to see him get up on his feet and, and, and get on with it. And um, he's got that about his his sort of his gait anyway, hasn't he? With the way his legs are naturally, yeah. the sort of hyperextended yeah. touch. And I don't know whether that's added to the, the concern or it might have saved yeah. him. Yeah, I think, fair, so. I, think it has. I think you're right, Matt. And, uh, you know, he's a character as well in that dressing room, I would guess, with him. You, you see him, he's, got, he's full of energy, you know, he's smiling, laughing. And, you know, I love the the fact that he, he you know, when he, he's an entertainer, he's a bit Gaza type, if you will, in a different sense of, <laughs> of him, you know, enjoying himself and laughing, joking. And you see a celebration with uh, the bullseye, you know, the, the, the darts throwing. You it, it enjoyed was just, that one on social I did, media, I enjoyed that, yeah. because. Do you know what? Player. I just well, bought uh, one of this this uh, stand with a, a dartboard just uh, for Zaki Milad and uh, just put one in. I just thought I'd stick a dart in there. <laughs> you, you, you don't think I actually put that into the Bulls idea. But, but no, it was a great celebration. I laughed at it afterwards. And uh, But he's a character, like I said, and he, he's, you know... It's like um, you, you need him in the team all the time. You need him to, you know, he was coming off Newcastle early on. They they recognised that fact. He was causing destruction and damage. And um, in the end, it, it, it was always going to happen. You know, you could see um, there was we were unlucky with a, a, a Vardy effort. Um, and uh, <coughs> obviously that one that got disallowed. Um, you know, but, but for me... He's got that X factor as um, as Madison in a sense of you know a, a very very clever br football brain he's got and um, and great. You know, just going just quickly going back to to Albright, you know when you, when you were saying uh, before Matt and Tony, um, the, the, in our days, you know when you get wide and Steve Guppy, he, he could you could give him one yard and he'd whip across him and so and O'Brien's got that very same technique and skills at times and he spots he has a connection with Vardy um, but in our days you know you were taught as a winger to, to put the ball right across the front of the box wouldn't you right across yeah. and if, if the forwards aren't there then it's their fault blame them but now the game is you know people are just holding the run timing the run and they're coming late and that's why Tielemann's got his success and um, you know I've digressed there from from uh, from Madison to <laughs> Albrighton sorry lads but I'll let that's you carry right. on now Banksy well, I'll tell you what we'll, we'll go we'll <laughs> Go back to James. I, I wanted to say can, that's all before, can, and can I didn't want to step in. Can we go back to in. the dartboard? Eh? That's <laughs> more interesting. Well, 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 I was going to say about James Madison. I know you digress there about Albright, but in terms of Madison, like um, I, I think he must have been really frustrated at the start of the season because we know he was coming back from his injury, and, and the manager quite rightly managed his game time and how many times that he played for the club and that. And in the meantime, you had players like Mason Mount and you had players like Jack Grealish who were performing so well for their clubs. And, and James must have his eye. He must have his eye on getting into that England Euro squad come the end of the season. And he must have been really inside, really sort of pent up aggression, frustration. And I think we're seeing that come out on the football field now because, to me, he, he's got his fitness back now. And he's got that. He, yeah, he's got all the, the skills and everything, but he's got the confidence and the arrogance to go with it now. Yeah, I'd love the, the dark throwing and everything, which was great. But when he gets on the ball now, you can see that he's trying to do things. He's trying to make things happen. 
he's almost, I think he's, he's sort of saying, right, I'm now competing with those players that I've just mentioned because I not only want to do well for my football club, I want to do well for my country come the summer. And I think Leicester are reaping the benefits of that. I mean, he, he's been outstanding the last three or four games. He's been involved in he's everything. A, he's a winner, he's Tony. He's, a, he's an absolute winner. You know, you, you get that feeling from him. He wants to win something as well, you know. Yeah. And, and that's why he's here. You know, he's seen that opportunity and he wants to put it, you know, on the big stage, which he, which he is doing. And uh, he's capable of all different types of finishes, you know, uh, from from long shots and bending them in to, to you know, just cleverness that, uh, that gets him into the areas where... Um, he knows, and and that was you know it was typical Madison and uh, and, and a and a spot on finish, spot on finish like a darts player finishing off while she was here in Yes, uh, he's been also <laughs> getting a lot of credit for his his post match interviews. James Madison, uh, he gave one yesterday again to Chris Parrott, our uh, radio commentator. James, sorry about this weather, but what a, another terrific away performance! Terrific away performance. Um, one where we had to show a bit of everything, to be honest, a bit of patience, because I don't think the first half was in, in particularly brilliant. Uh, probably weren't the best game for a neutral in the first half, I'd say, but we had to show patience, a bit of quality when the chances came, and then resilience at the end, which we've showed away from home this season. I think our record away from home is brilliant, and it was no different today. You, you come up against teams like Newcastle, where we want to be winning them games. We're going into the game as a big team, and teams, a team that knows that we should win, but also at the same time you can't have that complacency because that's when you start to, to get bad results um, but I think we showed at the end there obviously they get the goal bringing on big Andy Carroll which is always a different different type of threat um, but I think we dealt with it well especially in the closing stages like JJ winning a winning a foul in the corner Johnny sweeping up down in the left channel just little little things and little bits of experience that maybe last year we might not have shown especially New Year's Day onwards I think was when we kind of tailed off a little bit but um, a convincing performance Talk us through your goal. It was a, it was a great move and then a, a typical James Madison finish, really. Yeah, really nice. It was one of them. It felt like I had all the time in the world. It, Vard's obviously gets into those good positions from his runs and Jamie Vardy doesn't actually get the credit he deserves for the amount of assists he gets. He's, uh, he's, he gets a lot of assists and because he scores so many goals, it kind of goes under the radar. Um, but yeah, I'm, I can't remember it too 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 wild but I'm pretty sure Vard's got in behind on the left side and I was running in the box but I could almost I was almost getting blocked by the defenders the line of view to the pass and I kind of just stood still and hang out on the edge of the box uh, and Vard noticed my movement and pulled it back brilliantly and he had that vision and then it was just a case of that, that was when it felt like time stood still for a bit when it was rolling towards me it was just about staying staying composed and, and getting a good contact on the ball and, and firing it in the net and that's where them types of finishes is what we practice in, in training what I practice so when you see one come off, it's it's always nicer. And Yuri, Yuri's finish was pretty good as well for the second goal, wasn't it? Another terrific counter-attack. Yeah, yeah, brilliant move. I think he just uh, just outpicked me, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I had a brilliant view of it, and Yuri's a wonderful technical player. He's got brilliant technique off both feet, and big credit to Mark Albrighton as well, because the ball, were, I think it was on the transition, and the, the manager said at half-time, he said, um, on the transition when we win the ball back let's try and make our first pass forward because then that's when they're out of shape and they're so good when we have the ball in possession and they're like 5-4-1 and it's hard to break down like we found in the first half but if we can speed up when we win the ball back that first pass going forward we can uh, we can create chances off that and the ball fell to me off the transition in midfield and I found Sharky straight away and Mark Albrighton's known for them them the dangerous deliveries right into that corridor of uncertainty but he managed to pull one back for Yuri I, think, I don't think the defence expected it and 
a brilliant finish from Uria. Just finally before we let you get warm and dry, um, all okay with the leg you went down in the first half? Yeah, I felt, uh, I'm not sure what it would look like on the video to be honest, but I felt like a, like a hyper extension of my leg and I was a bit worried to be honest for a second about my knee because you can never be too careful with knee injuries and stuff like that, especially like when they're not contacts and you're not sure what, what's going on, but it, it seemed to settle down quite quickly, which I was very pleased about because I was worried at the start, but listen, we've got some good physios. I'm sure they'll have a look at it after this. Uh, that was the uh, unmistakable James Madison uh, speaking after the game. Matt, he's so refreshingly honest, isn't he, in, in what he says in his post-match interviews. It's nice to hear. Yeah, he's, he's bright and energetic on and off the pitch, isn't he? Um, yeah, he's, he's a good listen, isn't he? And it's nice to be, well, it's easy to be upbeat when you've had a, a good performance like that, a good result, and uh, notched yourself a goal. And, you know, he's pleased with himself, right, rightfully so. But he's also quick to, to praise others around him as well for their contribution. And, uh, you know, I suppose that's sort of evidence of the, of the spirit that Leicester have got within the camp. He's a quality performer, isn't he? And uh, I, I like the fact that he's aware of and he's mentioned, I'm sure, the, the rest of the team are because I think it's something that possibly Leicester have been a tad guilty of on a couple of occasions um, about complacency. And, uh, you know, that won't be intentional, but I think on a couple of occasions they've perhaps been caught out where they've thought, well, the form's going well. Uh, well, we'll just roll out another little performance there. And if you do that, um, you get caught out and you get a short, sharp shot. And Leicester have had that a couple of occasions. And I think it was good that he mentioned it there because it, it seemingly... They're aware of that. And that, that was the only thing that was going to let them down, really, against Newcastle yesterday. And they weren't guilty of it, and they got the right result. Yeah, I read out that James Madison stat earlier, Tony. Yuri Tielemans now has four already this season. In his past two seasons with the club, I know, I know he did sign in the January of one of them, he, he managed three goals in each of those seasons. So he's already surpassed that. We're not even halfway through <clears> the season yet. James Madison was on the score sheet. Yuri Tielemans was on the score sheet. Harvey Barnes has been on the score sheet a lot. There's a lot of goals coming from a lot of different places in this Leicester team at the moment. Yeah, and that's important as well. And we've spoke about it before, haven't we, Danny? You know, you can't just rely on Jamie Vardy. As good as he is, as great a goal scorer he is, you can't just rely on one person. You cannot be a one-trip pony in this Premier League because what happens, other teams watch you... You know, there's nothing hidden there in Premier League football. You can't get away with anything. They watch you, they watch the teams, they watch the individuals. And if you're just one-dimensional, you will get found out eventually. But you can't say that about this Leicester team. You know, I, I spoke about the nice balance on the, with the team, with all Brighton and Harvey Barnes. They're contributing from the goals point of view. Tielemans has been excellent. Madison's coming back to form. Um, and and Walsh also made a good point as well. We just need perhaps a few of the defenders to chip in a little bit more to get some more set-piece goals and that. And that would really help as well. But, you know, there is goals coming from all angles in this Leicester team. And that, that's good as well. There's squad players who've come on and onto the field of play and who've contributed as well. There's good players. It's a really good squad. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's really good from Leicester's point of view that it's not just about Jamie Vardy. The goals are coming from all areas. Yeah, that's something I'm sure that will please Brendan Rodgers. Uh, as well as the fact that his side have 22 points from a possible 27 on the road. And he was very happy uh, speaking after the game yesterday. It's always going to be hard fought. It was going to be a tough game. Um, but I thought uh, we came through it very well. The quality of the two goals must have pleased you, particularly two brilliant moves with two brilliant finishes. Yeah, yeah, the... Um, yes, maybe. In terms from a, from a defensive perspective, we knew they were going to be hard to break down. You know, we've seen that during the week against uh, against Liverpool, but uh, but yeah, we, we break away uh, with that speed and, and quality, and uh, we finished 
Boskov Žiliva. James Madison says Yuri Tillemans finish was better than his, but they, they were both pretty special strikes, weren't they? Well, both very important. Yeah, both very important strikes. Um, you need to you need to get the goal, and that opens up the game a little bit. And obviously, once we got the first goal, we were able to do that. Did we see a different side of Leicester as well in the final ten minutes after Andy Carroll scored? Yeah, yeah. Well, the game becomes a war. You know, they get big players just coming into the box, so you have to show your metal and show your that ability to dig deep. And, uh, and the players did that, which was very pleasing. And you were able to bring on Shaglas, aren't you, for his return. He, he played an important part, but even to get him back on the pitch in the Premier League must have been great. Yeah, yeah, th th this was important for us. He's a, uh, he's a top-class player and he's been out for quite a while now. So, uh, so to have him back, just to give us that extra insurance going into the last 10 minutes was, uh, was key. And we have a bit of a break now from the Premier League. Um, if someone had given you this amount of points, this position at the start of the season, I guess you would have snapped their hand off. Yeah, naturally. It's, uh, it's been a really good start. We're nearly at the halfway point, but still still so much work to do. And now you can attack the FA Cup as well, I guess, next weekend. Yeah, yeah. we want to We want to have a run in, in all the cup competitions we were in. And now the FA Cup starts. Tough game away to Michael Stoke. And, uh, yeah, but we'll, we'll be ready for that. We can prepare now in the week and get ready for that next Saturday. Yeah, we'll talk about that FA Cup game with Stoke very shortly. But before we do, Walsh, you can have the final word on the game yesterday. It was a good question from Chris. He said, at this stage of the season, I'm sure you'll have taken this position, this amount of points. Of course. I, I, you know, you listen to Brendan. Uh, he's very uh, cute with what he says and uh, meticulous in everything he does. And you can tell that it's instilled into these players. The, the interview with Madison, you, you can tell with uh, the terminations that they use now, um, that they're all well-drilled. There's, um, there's a great understanding in that dressing room. Uh, you know, I think the system he's got at the minute, the 4-2-3-1, is working really, really well. Um, I, th I think, you know, you look at that counter-attacking play, we're playing stylish football. Um, and how he manages his players in a sense of knowing, you know, because we've got a lot of younger players in this team and we've got a great balance, as we know, with um, experience and younger players. Um, the, the younger players, you know, the, the, the fluctuation of um, their performances will be up and down. There's no doubt about that. And, um, and that's where I think that uh, Brendan recognises this. And for all of us that think um, that he should be playing or he should be playing, and why did he do this against Crystal Palace, there's reasons behind it. And, um, and I can fully understand now, you know, we're going into a February with seven matches, I think we've got, you know, when we do go into, into February. So um, I think he's juggled things around very, very well so far. Um, and um, and I, you know I think the players enjoy the time with Brendan and playing for this football club. I think they're enjoying the football, which is which is a great thing. And I think there's there's more to come from a from a younger team in the next three, four, five years. I think uh, something special could happen. I really do. Yeah, it's very exciting times here at Leicester City at the moment. We'll go to a, an exciting time of, of extra time. We'll introduce our who's the fox graphic. Uh, Walshy, remember, don't answer this one no. first. <laughs> uh, this is for right. the uh, the viewers uh, to have a little go at uh, Easy. from home. <laughs> Easy, says Steve Walsh. Um, well, we will come to you first a bit later then, Walsh, with your guest, but don't say anything now. Uh, so the, the aim of the game is, is who is that fox then? Um, so if you're listening or watching in at home, get your comments in on Facebook and in on Twitter. I'll read out some of the correct and incorrect answers at the time. Any early musings, mm. Matt? No. I know who it isn't, 
that's well, about it's not, it. It's not Ben Chilwell. <clears throat> no, exactly, yeah. <laughs> Not been too well, I, I, I think, no I, think I know it is. Well, yeah. we'll come to you a bit later then, we'll see if you think you know who it is, but yeah. we'll uh, we'll give those of you at home uh, a little chance to have a go at that one. Uh, well, she looks confident already, so we'll go into the first of our extra time teasers then. Um, it's FA Cup third round next, so we'll do some LCFC-related third round stuff mm. for the first ones. Uh, Matt Elliott, Let's you're looking that. at me, so you can pick if you want pot one, pot two, or pot three. One. Number one, Walshy, two or three. I've got to have two then, haven't I? Two and three, nice and easy for me. Right, uh, Walshy, you can go first. Uh, who do, why am well. I first? <laughs> uh, I'm always first, every time, and it always gets passed on. <laughs> We're not to start off with a little giggle, don't we? Come on then. <laughs> who did Leicester face in the FA Cup third round in 2000? So all three of you oh, brilliant. played a part in this. So who did Leicester face in the third round of the FA Cup in 2000? Ooh. Remember, if you Le- get Leeds United mm. jumped in there, did I? Well, I did. Well, I did. I'm trying to be, you know, you trying to be quick. You, you, you can't. You have to too be long. quick. Have to be quick, mate. Me next is it? Steal it, yeah. Oh, third round FA Cup. Mm-mm. I'm gonna go. Think I'm wrong. Hereford. What? Oh. Well done. Do you remember memory. that tone? We got a draw oh, away. Oh, this is, it's obviously a game I didn't play. Yeah, draw, draw away, did. wouldn't it? Didn't mean you did play, I play, play in front zone. Yeah, you came off the bench. Oh, I came off the bench against Hereford. Frank Sinclair got injured, I think, early on. And Are you sure came I on. came on? You want to check your yeah, stats? Yeah, I've, I've, I've checked it earlier. I've checked it earlier. Oh, well. Did, did we, me and you play up front away? We drew, so, man. Yeah. We, we drew yeah. away and then we... Nicked it late on in the replay. I scored. In the yeah. replay, you did because yeah, I was going to put that one, but then it's not one of the questions, it is it? A bit too easily. No, it isn't. Thankfully, um, it's a good, good question for Matt though. It would have been, wouldn't it? Not yeah. for me. But you were better you, for him. You were playing in geared. the game, also. Was I? Yeah. For, well, I don't know. That. I've got that Alzheimer's now. I'm struggling, TC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, uh, Matt, you can have your first question. Then chance to go two 0 up very early. Um, who scored Leicester's goal in their two-one defeat away at Newport County in the third round of the ah. FA Cup? couple seasons ago so the 18-19 season yeah. they lost 2-1 at Newport who scored Leicester's goal right equaliser I, I've got I don't know why oh come on I don't know I've got oh no Inacho <laughs> Tony any idea I'll, I'll watch the game, Dan, and I'll, I'll know I'm going to kick myself. Um, oh, I, I think I know who it is. But, uh, no. too, too late, Matt. <laughs> all, all Brighton. The question, while she was, uh, Leicester lost 2-1 to Newport in the third round a couple of seasons ago. Who scored Leicester's goal that day? Oh, yeah. Oh, Newport away, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. <laughs> You're right, Matt. All right. <laughs> Just a minute. What year was that then? 1819. So early 2000s. Yeah. Um, if you don't know it, you won't get it. I'll give you a five-second countdown. Uh, okay. Uh, Chowdhury. Mm. Was it, 
it wasn't Diaparte, was it? No, it was Rashid Ghazal. With fantastic oh, yeah, Ghazal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right, Tony, your last one to put us out of our misery for these first extra time teasers. Uh, Leicester faced Wigan in the third round of the FA Cup last season at King Power Stadium. What was the final score? 3 0. Don't know them. Not 3 0. 2 0. Well Walshy. So uh, both well, Walshy and Matty are on the scoreboard. Uh, we'll do a couple of questions at the end of the show as well. Uh, just to go back to that Hereford point, Walshy, uh, I'm reading the article now. Leicester defender Frank Sinclair hobbled off with a calf injury after six minutes and was replaced by Steve Walsh. Right, <laughs> and that might be that other Steve Walsh. I don't know. I thought he was a scout, but uh, no, uh, I, I actually do not re- recollect that game. I, think I don't. You were, you were playing in yeah. defence because the team, the Leicester team that day was uh, Tim Flowers, Frank Sinclair to be replaced by you yeah. uh, Elliot Taggart Impey Savage Lennon Is it Guppy Cotty Heskey and you with right. that fantastic team oh, managed no, 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 a nil nil draw at Hesk. oh away so Hesk yeah. Hes played, played and we still away, didn't yeah. score oh, all strength against Hereford hey, what, what were you doing we kept a clean sheet you and Heskey <laughs> a couple of legends oh, of the sorry. game can't score against Hereford what's going on Good even in the replay I just scored a winner for you <laughs> you always have down, mate. You know that. Uh, so that was a full-strength Leicester in the third round that day. Do you expect it to be a, a full-strength Leicester, Tony, when uh, Leicester faced Stoke in the third round of the FA Cup on Saturday? No, I don't, Dan. Um, I think it might be more similar to the team that played sort of against Palace. Um, you know, we've said before the, the manager's got a, he's got to manage the situation. Um, you know, Walsh has already touched on all the games that are coming up in February. There's Europa League resuming. Exciting times in the Premier League. You know, Leicester in third position. It's, it's been a fantastic effort. So the focus is very firmly, I think, on the Premier League this season. But you've got to give your squad players a game. You've got to give the players that need a rest. You've got to give them a rest. So I, I think, you know, what's good is the manager will have certainly you know, plenty of preparation time this week to, to get, you know, get amongst everyone and see exactly where he stands with the players. But I would expect I would, a minimum of five changes, I would I would have thought. And I think there was, was there seven changes, am I right in saying, Dan? Was it from Palace to yesterday? Yes. I think, I think it was seven changes, so it might well be another seven changes against Stoke. But you've got to be careful. I said about Newcastle being a tough place. Stoke's a tough place. It's going to be nice and warm here as well, isn't it, next Saturday? <laughs> you know, with the weather expected. So it's going to be a cold old, old day. And it, it, it's, it's about, you know, Getting your getting yourself right mentally, you know. We've spoke about that Hereford game. You, those sort of games. You know, I'm not not comparing Hereford with Stoke, but any, any team that you play from a lower division, you have to be right mentally. If you're not right mentally, you get knocked out of the cup. Quite simply. Um, yeah, Taggart draw the uh, won the raffle, didn't he, to go to Stoke away? Thankfully, yes. But you'll be playing. Well, he's got to go. He, he played there, he played didn't there, he? Yeah. The Taggart uh, yeah, yeah. He wants to go back and see a few faces and. <laughs> I was going to say shake a few hands, but he won't be doing that, will he? No. So he's he'll have to deal with the cold. You can do it from the warmth of the uh, the he, studio here. But he's hardy. I think I'm. Me. I think I'm here for that one. Yeah. I think. Good. Good. We'll do, see. Do you think Leicester will? Um... I think they'll. They'll. Uh, they'll. You know, Brendan always likes to win games, and um, you know, I think he'll play a team that he feels is good enough to beat Stoke. Anyway. There'll be changes. There's no doubt about that. And another opportunity to to, to show, the, you know, what class we've got um, in reserve that can back this um, this squad up, because this is what it's for. This is what squad rotation's about, and um, and protecting certain players and um, getting game time for some. And uh, 
you know, listen, Stoke are on the up at the moment, doing quite well, I, I believe. Um, so it's not going to be an easy game, like you say, but uh, he'll play a team that's that's good enough to win that game and uh, he'll want to progress in that uh, competition like he does in every other competition. Yeah, I think that the squad is so good now, Matt, isn't it, that even if Brendan Rodgers made 11 changes, yeah. it'd be a strong team that, that. You'd, you'd hope and expect would beat Stoke City. Well, he literally could, couldn't he? He could. Do you know what? I think that could be the, the, yeah, if the you thing could, that he does. Yeah. And still be favourites to win it. You know, the, yeah. I, I think in well recent times um, that have gone by, never mind it, back in the past, you know, you make wholesale changes, you're asking for trouble. But I think such is the strength and depth of squads throughout probably the top half, so certainly the top third of the Premier League, that you're able to do that. But Leicester probably better than most, really. Um, if, you, if you're talking like wholesale changes you know Le- Leicester have got to be one of the I don't know off the top of my head certainly one of the top four I would think you know that uh, even the likes of Liverpool I know they've had their injury problems etc I don't know they don't make a sweeping statement just sort of off the top of the head but Leicester uh, just going through every position there and anyone who steps in um, is more than justified or more than capable if given the opportunity in a big Premier League game, starting from the off. And listen, there would be a a drop in standard overall. Um, The main difference being Jamie Vardy. Uh, You know, that is going to weaken any team pretty much in the Premier League, certainly Leicester's. But that aside, there's a case for for anyone to be playing it. And Tony said about the five-stroke seven changes. I think you, you, you could well be right. I think... Danny Ward may well get an opportunity as well instead of you Kasper. think so and so again. So where's Morgan, where's if, there, if, where's, you, know, you can Thomas, see that. I can see that. Um, Ricardo is he yeah. probably unlikely to play against Stoke if, if fit. A Martin there could play there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. There's, there's more options than you think about. So highly likely, but. Um, Highly likely that they'll come through triumphant as well, I feel. Yeah, Tony, you mentioned how Stoke are doing relatively well. They've had a bit of resurgence under um, Michael O'Neill. They did lose at the weekend, but they're two points off the playoffs in the championship. So do you think that will maybe suggest to you that he'll make changes as well going into this game? Yeah, I think it's, a, it's, it's certainly a good point because, I, you know, in the old days, I, I think, you know, the, the Premier League teams used to make the changes and, and that would be their main concern. But I think come round to FA Cup weekend and the, a lot of managers, championship, or even if you're a League One manager and you're looking to get promotion, you know, they, 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 they often make decisions based on what's going to be happening in the league. So I, I think Mike, Michael O'Neill will be very similar to that. You know, they are pushing Stoke. I saw him early in the <clears> season down there. A decent team. It was very, very early in the season, but even then, you could see that they're, you know, they're not going to be too far away, and they've just, they've just sort of hung on in there and just started to pick up a little bit with their results. So, you know, I think he, he certainly will have one eye on what's going on, and the, the championship, as we know, there's lots and lots of games. So, you know, they might well make a few changes as well, which will work in Leicester's favour because if Stoke play the strongest team, Leicester made seven, eight changes, whatever, it can make it difficult. But if both teams make changes, you'd like to think that with the quality of player Leicester have, they will get through to the next round. Yep, and by some minor miracle, Leicester play at three o'clock on Saturday. So Match Day Live will start at 1.30. So do join us on LCFC TV as Leicester kick off their FA Cup journey this season. Uh, There's been some uh, good news for Leicester fans over the new year, Tony. Johnny Evans has signed a contract extension. Um, it goes without saying, really, how important he is to this Leicester team, doesn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, we've, we've spoken about experience tonight. It's all right having these great youngsters, but you've got to have the experienced players as well. You know, it's vital in any team. I, I think you look that that's ever been successful. You, you know, you won't um, very, very rarely win with a load of youngsters, but if you're going to win something, you need that experience. Johnny brings that to the table. You know, he's a fantastic player. He's uh, I, I met him a couple of years ago on holiday. Seems a really nice lad as well. And, you know, he thoroughly deserves it as well, Dan, because that's the thing. They're not. It's not just, oh, well, yeah, we'll... We'll give him a, a contract extension, you know, just just to sort of pass the time. He, he thoroughly deserves the the contract extension through his performances. He's always a regular. He's always a, one of the first names on the team sheet. And I think the manager knows that in Johnny he's got, you know, I know Casper's the captain, but you know, in Johnny you've got a leader in that back four, and it's it, it's more often than not it's Johnny Evans plus one or plus two, and that's that's the biggest compliment I can pay him. I think he's he's certainly one of the best defenders at the club. Three million he cost. Three yeah. million. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to ask you how, how important you think he is to, to he's, Leicester. He's pivotal for me. He, he's, you know, he's just a vital. He's, you know, similar to Vardy in a way. Like we've said, you know, he's, he stands that he's, that stature that he that he's got. He, he's just so composed. Um, he's cool under pressure. Um, you know, it's not so often you see him in ruffled. He's, he has been a couple of times and. I think he got sent off by one. Was that um, at the end of last season, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Um, and that's unusual to see him in that. And you've got what you've got creating now for Farner and Evans, looking like the two, you know, uh, who are going to be the main centre backs in a in a four. Um, there's no doubt about that. Um, Soinchu coming back, you know, he needs time. He, he'll, you know, to get back into it. But no, Johnny Evans for me, um, a stalwart. That he will be, and um, he's got. How old is he? Thirty-two. Is he thirty-two? Yep. Oh no, so, he just he might turn thirty-three yesterday. Yeah, thirty-three. Actually. So uh, yeah. it's, it's what has he got? Two or three-year contract. He fully deserves it. Um, like I say, without him, um, it's similar to being without Vardy. Yes, uh, the thirty-three-year-old now. It was his birthday yep. yesterday. He's made eighty-nine appearances in a Leicester shirt, and he signed that contract extension until twenty twenty-three. So very good news for Leicester City, which broke on New Year's Eve. So that made a lot of Leicester fans New Year, I'm sure. Um, just on that point, on the New Year, Matt, what do you think Leicester's ambitions are for twenty twenty-one? What would be a good year? Do you think? Well, uh, to carry on in a similar vein, I suppose is the obvious answer, but. I don't think they've probably got private, so guarded targets. Um, you know, come the culmination of the season, but I don't think it's necessarily about that. I think it's about churning out performances, um, developing their game, both individuals and you know, as a group, and just developing that consistency. Really, we've seen um, differences in. In, in their performances uh, on occasion throughout the season, you know what they're capable of. Can they maintain the levels and not have tendencies to to dip into that complacency that, that James Madison spoke about? Because the, the, the performances have been a little bit erratic, certainly in contrast between home and away. But uh, if they're going to be a real genuine force, then uh, just developing that mentality, I think, as much as anything, because not letting teams off the hook you know, just game after game, week after week, uh, believing genuinely that they are top-level performers yeah, that, that, uh, that win yeah, as, as a group. 
Sorry to interrupt him, Matt. Um, right. that, that win um, against Newcastle was vital, really, when you look at the points as well. There's so many teams. You've got Wolves, Villa, Everton. Um, they're all striving to be yeah. where we are. And, they lose um, that and, and they to, could have to maintain it. Yeah, you, Three you points can soon, separate you can soon, Yeah, you can soon slip down that table. And that's, you know, you, that's why it was a, a big win, that Newcastle game. And, um, and fully deserved, you know. I thought the, the Palace game was an opportunity as well. You know, they were a bit out of sorts at the time. And, uh, uh, you know, we're unlucky not to win that one. That would have really took us up that table. And, you know, you look at the next couple of games. Um, I forget who we've got now. But, uh, is it Southampton? Southampton. Yeah. And Chelsea, Chelsea and, and their home games, which our home form um, hasn't been great. And you wonder sometimes now. Well, I, you, you can see without a, an empty stadium, um, this this could be half the reason. Um, although you know anybody can say that at the moment, but uh, certainly a full King Power Stadium had erupt in 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 a in a sense, and um, it might be just costing us slightly. But but on the reverse, you know your your away form's been been brilliant. Uh, yeah, Tony, final point really on, on that is I suppose Brendan Rodgers and Leicester will look at what happened last season. There was that great win around New Year away at Newcastle just as there was this year. But the end to the season probably didn't go the, the way that they'd have wanted to. I know obviously you know, COVID and, and Project Restart had a huge effect on that anyway. But that will be the message, I guess, from Brendan Rodgers is let's kick on this year. Because last year maybe they didn't kick on in, in the same way that they did. Yeah, I think I think the simple thing that, that they'll be looking to do, Dan, is to, is to do what they really should have done last year, which is get that Champions League place. You know, I, I think yeah, it's all well and good, like talking about oh, can they go on and win the league, etc. Yeah, yeah, possibly Leicester can. You know, if, if things open up, I think Liverpool, Manchester United play each other in the next couple of weeks, so they're going to take points off each other. So, you know, who knows? By come the end of the month, we might well be looking at Leicester towards the top of the league. But the main aim has got to be to qualify for the Champions League. They should have done it last year. We all know that. They didn't. They'd have learnt from the experience and, and they've just got to get that consistency. And the one thing they will look, you know, in terms of it being a new year, is to try and improve that home form. Not necessarily the form, but the results. You've got to get your results at home. I know they're fantastic away from home, Leicester. If they can just get a few more points at home, that really will help them to push up that league. But Champions League football is the main thing. And, then, and you've got the Premier League to try and do that. And you've also got the backstop as well of the Europa League as well because if you win the Europa League you can of course get in the Champions League as well FA Cup run exciting times at the club Absolutely right uh, we haven't had too many guesses in for our Who's the Fox this evening Steve Walsh is convinced he knows who it is we'll, we'll get well, it up convinced. on the screen I wouldn't say convinced but uh, you sound oh, very I'm confident I think it's a forward I think it's a forward player and I, I, you're looking at Chowdy looking this way um, Jill Wells high up the pitch there I, I'm, I'm going to go take a, a, a a punt on all Brighton. It isn't correct. Oh, uh, we've well had done. A few, <laughs> we've had a few guesses on Twitter. A few people saying Philip Benkovic, who played uh, in the game against Wigan, which was actually on this day last year, but it isn't Benkovic. Someone's guessed Wilfred Indeedy. It's not Wilfred no. Indeedy. It's not. Can I have a go? You, yeah, of course you can. It's not Matty James, is it? Same position. Same position oh, as Matty James. Oh, big clue that for yeah. TC. Oh, there's no no answer. Oh, no, there's no, uh, no uh, points oh, involved in this. This is just for a bit of fun. Okay, it's not question number two then. No. Uh, I don't know. Perez is it? I don't know. Uh, mid centre midfielder. Centre midfielder. Centre midfielder. Then. Um... Go on. Other than I don't know. Other than obvious, it doesn't look like. 
It's not Tillerman, is it? No. It's not. I wasn't officially, <laughs> I wasn't officially a guest, but... Uh, while you're still musing... Yeah, um, got, no, Andy... No, no, Andy King weren't there. Uh, I don't know. I'm done. Who sent me Phil? Come on. Right, we'll put the answer up. We'll put the answer up. Go on, yeah. Oh, oh it's as well, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh it looks like all, Don't it look like Albright in that? <laughs> yeah, should we go? I was looking at the barn here, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Dennis oh, Pratt well, is the I'm answer there. We had, we had a few guesses on, on Facebook. Yeah, Waza, Waza Heath said Vardy at first. Then you heard me say midfielder, so he guessed Papi Mendy. No, it is uh, it is indeed nah, Dennis Pratt. Mendy. So I can't congratulate Did anybody. Did anyone get it? No one got it? Nobody got it right. Oh, well, that's I think that's, oh, that's, that's the hardest that we've had so far, that one. Uh, right, let's oh, hope that the standard is there. I think my bigger guess was closest, wasn't it? J- Matty James, come on. <laughs> <laughs> let's see if the standard of it's guessing options. is any better in the final extra time oh, teasers. Who says we're guessing? in these we might actually know some of them some of them Walsy and and Matty have a a 1-0 lead over Tony Cotty going into this uh, final round of questions so we'll get up you went first last time didn't you Walsy so it's your turn Matt TC did last time didn't he and you were pot number one so what team sit sorry TC don't don't worry about it we all get the same question anyway don't we right what team (laughs) sit top of Syria oh god how easy is that AC Milan Oh, he gets easy questions, Tony. Did you know that then? Of course I did. (laughs) Tony Cotty, what team sits top of La Liga? If I've got time to follow European (laughs) (laughs) football. Athletic Madrid. Of course it is. Of course it is. Pulled that from nowhere. Well done. Uh, Steve Walsh, you would have got two. Bayern Munich. Is that. We're going for Germany. Bayern Munich. Thank you. That's right. Answered the question. Well done, Walsh. The question was what team sit top of Bundesliga? Bayern Munich. That's excellent. You deserve two points. Thank you. Uh, Right. um, Finally, going into the final round of questions. Been snookered then. Um, Tony, James Milner turns 35 today, but how old was he when he made his Premier League debut? 16. Ah. Oh, good answer, time. 2-2-2 two, two, two at the moment. Pretty, and you two have a question. Pretty decent Definitely. question for you, TC. Watch this. Is this watch the last one? Watch this one yes. I get, Tom. Uh, as, <laughs> as we discussed earlier, Johnny Evans has signed a new deal with the Foxes. How many Premier League titles has the Northern Irishman won? How many what? Premier League titles has the Northern Irishman won? <laughs> Don't throw that one in, man. Oh, do you hear me? Sorry. Uh, oh, I think he's won. Man United. Was it Man United, wasn't he? Oh, go on, I'll give it two. Just go for it. Oh! None. I'm not going to hand it to TC. Three. Oh, come on. I nearly went higher, Tony. If I went higher. <laughs> Left it there for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Matt's won it. That's three points to Matt. Well, Tony could steal. Tony could steal. Yeah. Uh, How many points did Derby County register in their infamous Premier League campaign of 2007-2008? Oh, it was dreadful, wasn't it? Oh, Um, this is for. I think this is for Matt. Fourteen. So now Tony, you have a chance to steal. Yeah, it was, it was around about that amount. 15? I'm going 15. Oh, I was going to be. He was wrong. Oh, you've also got 15 as well. Let's go for... Uh... I was going to say either 11 or 16. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know let's what go 11. 
Oh! 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 Where have you pulled that from? Just, just in my mind, it's in my photographic memory. But where's the thinking? 11 or 16? Because I, I just remembered something was low. It's a low score, 11, yeah. Where have you pulled that from? That's very impressive. Right, tiebreaker for Matt and Walshie. Sorry, you'll have to sit this out, TC. Uh, you'll have to write down your answers. Oh, no. Cristiano Ronaldo. You deserve it well after those last couple of answers. Cristiano Ronaldo surpassed Pele to become the second highest goal scorer 500. ever. 500. How many is he 500. on now? This is for club and country. 500. Club and country? Club and country. Appearances, yeah? No. Go. Do you let me finish the question? Cristiano Ronaldo surpassed okay. Pele to become the second highest goal scorer ever for club and country. How many is he on now? Ooh, go on, Matt. You go first. Write it down, Walsh. Oh. And you can go first, Walsh, with your answer. Hang on. So... Okay, I'll go 360. <laughs> I'll go 361. <laughs> yeah, you win it by default. It's 500, it's, isn't it? It's 758. Yeah, I just said 600. 758 goals. <laughs> What's Goal? that got? What? Yeah, well, well done, Tony. You were closer. Well, um, I would have said Matt takes it because he was in the tiebreaker. Well done, Matty. Uh, well yes, we've we run over time, um, but I think it was worth it to just hear what the, the quiz that, At least I was in the. I hope you enjoyed extra time. Matchday minus two will be on on Thursday ahead of the game on Saturday in the FA Cup. As I said, Matchday Live will start from 1.30. Happy New Year to Tony Cotty, Matt Elliott, Steve Walsh, and all of you listening and watching in. Thank you for joining us this evening. Have a great week.